from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome to Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Realized with about one second left in the intro that I hadn't pulled my microphone over, so if you heard a little bit of sound, that was what it was. I am not a professional podcaster. What I am, however, is a professional, I need this open, is a amateur fantasy booker. And last week, I, I sprung a Thursday Joy of Booking episode on you. It was not announced. It was not planned. I've been starting to think about WrestleMania. And I've been starting to think about how can we plan what we want that to be or what I want that to be. And how do we get from there to here or from here to there, I suppose. Uh, And in our last episode, I, I sketched out what I believe my two preferred matches for the big men's titles would be. Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens for the WWE title. Brock going in as champion. And then Big E cashing in his money in the briefcase. Money in the bank briefcase. It's going to be an episode, folks. Put your seatbelts on. Uh, Against Roman Reigns. Now, a couple of things have happened since then. First of all, uh, the draft, which I believed was going to start last week, is in fact not starting until sometime in October. Um, So that changes things slightly. Not terribly much, actually, now that I look about it. um, It's going to slightly change things. Eventually, Owens does need to get drafted to Raw. It just won't happen in September. It'll happen in October. Uh, And otherwise, you know, if I'm looking at the the pay-per-views here, I suppose I don't need to book Extreme Rules because Extreme Rules 2021 is already starting to shape up. It doesn't happen until the 26th, so we have a few weeks. But there's already a couple of matches there. Um, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, Damian Priest versus either Drew McIntyre or Sheamus. Um, So I suppose... You know, I, I have some wiggle room. Um, and again, I, you know, I've been thinking about it, and I didn't plan everything in terms of how to get from here to there with the men, and I'm okay with that. Eventually, I will need to make a page for each pay-per-view and start plugging stuff in. Uh, but let's turn our attention on this episode uh, and, and have a conversation about the female wrestlers. And what, what I'd like to see from the female wrestlers. And you, you have all your major players. You have your horsewomen. Now, Bailey is out with a torn ACL. Um, I believe that happened relatively recently. Let's, let's scroll down here and see. I'm going to be playing around. Uh, on July 9th, she would suffer a torn ACL and be out for nine months. So doing math, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. She's out through WrestleMania. So I don't need to to figure her out. Um, now let's address the, the elephant in the room just in terms of 
um, the person whom I, I have gotten probably my most viewed tweet and the most angry response I got, um, do I want to book Sasha Banks? Well, no, of course I don't. Um, I think Sasha Banks is a fine wrestler. I think there are lots that are better than her currently on the WWE roster. Uh, and while I don't know, uh, she has taken time off, um, perhaps for mental health or perhaps because she was unhappy with uh, her current storyline. Um, there are rumors that she, and actually not even rumors, um, those who worked with Chaotic Wrestling uh, know there's some attitude issues with Miss Banks. And so while it would be weird to have a WrestleMania without her, it, it comes down to the, can the WWE make a long-term plan for this talent if there is no guarantee that this talent is going to be willing to stick around for the long-term plan, you know, and, and part of me is like, okay, now again, we are entering, we are entering vast speculation world, caveat, caveat, caveat. She lost to Bianca at WrestleMania, which was the right call. You, you built a star with that feud and that match. And then she went away for a while. I have no problem with that either. Wrestlers need time off, deserve time off. More should take time off. She comes back. We're building to this rematch at SummerSlam. Now, have I heard people say that there was a physical altercation during either a match or a segment in which it looked like things got a little too real between Bianca and Sasha? Yes. Did they then get pulled from uh, house shows that following week and the week after that? Yes. Has anything been confirmed regarding COVID? No. And then at the last minute, Sasha Banks is not appearing at WrestleMania. They build for it. They do all the video packages for it. She doesn't show. Now then Becky Lynch shows up. I'm not going to talk about that particular match for whatever it was and that whole storyline because that's not really the point here. The point is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, one of the biggest matches of that pay-per-view, you had a talent who didn't show up. For whatever reason, if she's injured, that's not good either because, you know, we've seen this with Dolph Ziggler. We've seen this with Bray Wyatt. We've seen it with Roman Reigns a couple of times. In order for me to make you one of the cornerstones of my company, I have to trust that you will be there when it's time to be there. This isn't extreme rules. This isn't fast lane. I don't necessarily need you to be there for the lower level pay-per-views, but Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Maybe Money in the Bank counts as that other fourth in replacing Survivor Series. I don't know. But I need you to be there. And I need you to show up. 
And whatever the reason, we are not privy to the inner workings of the WWE, but for whatever reason, Sasha Banks did not show up. And if I'm a booker, I'm going to think really hard about whether or not I want to start planning an eight or nine month storyline if I can't count on you to show up when it's time to show up. So maybe it's injury. Maybe it's COVID and she didn't get herself vaccinated because apparently she's anti-vax, which is neither here nor there. Maybe she didn't like the, she, the storyline. Maybe she expected to get her title back at SummerSlam and that didn't happen. Maybe there was an issue between the two people and it got heated and she decided she didn't want to wrestle. Whatever the reason is, I am not going to make Sasha Banks a major part of my WrestleMania simply because I can't guarantee she'll be there. So who do I want to be part of my big WrestleMania? We have Charlotte. We have Becky Lynch. Two of the four horsewomen. Uh, we have Bianca Belair. We made a big deal of Bianca Belair wrestling and defeating Sasha Banks. So she is now a kind of heir apparent and this next generation of horsewomen. And I look at one of the names that I've said. She's currently feuding with Becky Lynch. I don't watch weekly wrestling, um, so I can't say what that storyline is. I know Becky's playing the heel. That's fine. But in my head, I can't remember if Bianca has ever wrestled Charlotte. And that, to me, is a easy, no doubt... 100% WrestleMania match. Title or no title, honestly. Title or no title. So that's the first match I'm putting down on my paper. I want Bianca versus Charlotte. Two extreme athletes, two incredibly talented wrestlers. Storylines could happen in an untold number of ways. There we go. There's the other one. So now we have Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is the man. Over the last few years, and I know she just had her baby, as every talent has a right to do. Not going to argue with that. Um, but Becky made herself into a huge deal. So that when she came back, we forgot all about the fact that Sasha Banks didn't show up. Because it was all about Becky Lynch. Did that turn ugly in terms of the way of the match? Yeah. Might that have been intentional to get the conversation away from Sasha Banks? I don't know. But it did. Let's, let's be real. We stopped talking about Sasha Banks as soon as Becky Lynch hit that rock bottom and pinned Bianca Belair real quick. We stopped thinking about Sasha Banks. That's all I'm saying. Um, so we've got Becky Lynch. Now, she's already established. She is the man. So logic would dictate you use that kind of what they did last year with Sasha Banks. And by last year, I mean 2021. You can make another person a huge, huge, huge star by wrestling and beating Becky Lynch. So the question becomes, who is that person? Looking at the roster. And I'm looking at all of them because there's a draft. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is kind of uh, uh, doing her own thing. She has established... It's funny. Full disclosure. 
I'm going to be all over the place today. Just just deal with it. Uh, I'm recording this at 10.30 on the morning after All Out. Brian Danielson made his debut. Adam Cole made his debut. Ruby Soho made her debut. Uh, CM Punk wrestled his first match. Huge deal. All the momentum is squarely with AEW. There's no denying it. Um, but the question that goes in my head, one of them, okay, you have all of these people that just showed up. And you have all of the people who have already been there, either since the beginning or the people who showed up uh, in between. You know, CM Punk kind of got overshadowed uh, by Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and Adam Cole. Um, not a bad thing, necessarily. He had his nights to shine. This was their nights to shine. But that roster's pretty deep. And you only have a certain number of titles. And so in my head, the question becomes, how important do championships need to be in 2021 professional wrestling? Now, the old school people, my friends, I am one of you. I am among you. However, it must be said, the old school people would argue they have to be important. It has to be all about the belt. Does it? Does it have to be all about the belt? CM Punk versus Darby Allen was a big deal. Had nothing to do with titles. Um, how much do titles matter? When you have a roster like that and everything is heading towards, everything has to be bottlenecked to get to a title, that's a problem. If you remove that, I'm not saying get rid of titles in professional wrestling. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But if you remove that and have focus on stories and the titles are can be the focal point of a story or can be just an accessory to the story, that gives you a lot more freedom. The point I'm making is Alexa Bliss has kind of done that in the same way that Bray Wyatt the Fiend did. There was no reason for the Fiend to want title. I know I'm not saying, you know, breaking news to you, but there was no reason for the fiend to want a title. He shouldn't have had, had, he shouldn't care. Why does the Joker care about, you know, a, some sort of big prize? He burned money in the Dark Knight. He doesn't care. He's about chaos. Bray Wyatt, the fiend, seemed in many ways to be about chaos. Alexa Bliss's character, as she is presented now, is kind of in that same vein. Shouldn't need to go after the title. Doesn't mean anything for her. So I'm taking her out of the equation. Um, Asuka apparently is injured. Uh, I would like her to be a big part of WrestleMania, but I don't know if Asuka versus Becky Lynch gets you where you want to go. Especially now. WWE has to be primarily focused on building new stars. Asuka and Becky Lynch can both accomplish that to the fact, to the point where I, you know, Asuka will be part of a match at WrestleMania. I am sure of it, but I don't know if it's going to be a big title match. Um, you know, I'm not going to name everybody. I'm not going to read through, you know, Nikki A.S.H. I love that they put a focus on her. As soon as you could... Do I want to say that? 
let me phrase this right. Um, from what I had seen on social media way before this almost a superhero gimmick started, I could see that Nikki Cross was getting into a different kind of shape than she was in before. Um, she was slimming down a bit. She was getting into better shape. In my head, I was like, oh, they're going to do something with this person because she's proving, you know, whether it was a, a company mandate or she chose to do it on her own. And then she apparently went to Vince with this gimmick, which is incredible. Uh, again, not sure Nikki Cross, Nikki A.S.H. is going to beat the man. Um, Ray Ripley, I feel like they've tried a couple times. I like Rhea. But they've tried. A couple WrestleManias in a row, they've tried. And it's kind of worked, kind of not. So who's the talent that is they, they can give a big push to that the fans want to see? And in my head, looking at the roster, I'm ignoring NXT right now. There's only one answer. And her name is Liv Morgan. So I am writing down Liv Morgan versus Becky and the best way to do that you need Liv Morgan to win the Royal Rumble now you don't have well <laughs> I said that and then immediately went well you have the chamber so you could go one of two ways um, you could do Bianca wins her second Royal Rumble in a row which would be a big deal then that is what causes her to leave SmackDown to go to Raw to challenge Charlotte Flair. That's a good story. Charlotte, in my mind, I believe she's currently the champion, right? I believe that's accurate. Uh, yeah, she doesn't lose between now and WrestleMania. Doesn't lose. She holds that title the whole time. And you could have Bianca win the Rumble second time in a row. And jump to Raw to challenge Charlotte. And then you have Liv Morgan win an Elimination Chamber match to be able to challenge Becky Lynch. And yeah, I'm kind of saying that Becky and Charlotte may keep their titles for eight months. Because again, I look at this roster, not a lot of stars. Maybe Becky and Sasha could share it, I suppose, depending on what Sasha's doing. But we don't know what Sasha's doing. So, that's neither here nor there. Um, you could throw Ray in, in there too, I suppose. Or you have Liv win the Royal Rumble, which would be huge. And then she challenges Becky. And I would need to get Bianca to Raw some other way. She could be drafted, except if she's drafted in October... How in the world has, do six months go by without her ever wrestling Charlotte? That's the, the problem I think you run into. Their paths would cross before we get to Mania. And I want their match at WrestleMania to be the first time. So actually, I think I talked myself out of my original thing. I think Bianca wins the Rumble for the second time. Because I think that is a good story. So, Mania. Bianca versus Charlotte. Liv 
versus Becky. Now, Liv beats Becky. I don't know if Bianca beats Charlotte, honestly. It's possible that Charlotte retains again because she's Charlotte Flair. She's the greatest female wrestler of all time. I don't care what you think. Um, so, Royal Rumble. Bianca wins. Second in a row. That's a cool story. And then at Elimination Chamber, Liv wins. All right. So we're getting the pieces in place here. Now nobody needs to get drafted. I don't have to worry about the draft. Um, the draft now becomes for me, how do I get some pieces over so that Charlotte and Becky can be champions for eight months? Uh, one piece, I think Rhea Ripley's got to go to SmackDown. She's kind of, she's fought Asuka a bunch. She's fought Charlotte a bunch. There's kind of nothing else for her to do. So we get there. So Rhea needs to get drafted. Who needs to get drafted from SmackDown over to Raw? Can't be Bailey. Can't be Becky. Can't be Bianca. Yeah, I guess you do Naomi. You know, Naomi, I feel bad. But yeah, you move Naomi to Raw. Because now what I'm doing, and again, I know it separates her from the Usos, but we'll have to deal with that. Because now what you can do, now that you have your, your WrestleMania match set and you have your, you know, your, your kind of pieces in place, and it's similar to what we can do with the men, is what are the matches we get? Because we can build up other people while we're telling this story. Because, again, we have eight months to go where Charlotte needs challengers who can come close to winning without winning. That's what her dad did all the time. Make a guy look like a million bucks and then sneaky win at the end. Um, so, Naomi or Nikki Cross or Shayna Baszler. Ooh, Shayna Baszler. You know, that's my rumble match. My rumble match is Charlotte versus Shayna because I think that would be awesome. That would be a great match. And then... You know, that. So the issue is that SmackDown women's roster right now. Bailey's out. Becky's the champ. You've got Bianca. So there's your top tier. But then you've got Carmella and Liv, and Naomi's not even around all that much. And you've got Shotzi and Tegan, who are new. You've got Tony, who is new. Sonya Deville's an authority figure. You've got Natty and Tamina, who are the tag team champions. And I'm not even touching that right now. There's no, we got to make new stars. We got to build bigger stars. And maybe that's what Becky does. Maybe that's Becky's role is you wrestle Tegan Knox, you wrestle Tony Storm, you wrestle Zelina Vega. And again, you're elevating these people while still winning. Um, you could throw in, again, if Rhea's there, you can throw in Rhea and Becky and they can trade the title, you know. Rhea can win it at TLC and Becky can win it back in, you know, the Rumble or the Chamber or any of that. So, you Rumble, you want a big match. And again, I apologize and I'm not considering Sasha Banks. If she was around, I'd consider her. But she's gone again. 
Um, so, who do I want Becky to face? Is it Rhea? So if the draft is in October and Rhea shows up, shows up, well, there you go. It's because actually now we can plug in Survivor Series, Becky versus Charlotte, which is awesome because that's the champion versus champion match there. And then you put, you know, Liv's got to be part of the team. Bianca's on the team and Rhea's on the team. And then you've got Naomi on the Raw team with whomever else we want to put in there. Asuka is on the Raw team. Shayna is on the Raw team. So you're getting that set up. You're, you're putting your pieces in place. There's no reason for this roster not to be deep. You can throw in Dewdrop if she's going to keep going with that name. You could throw in Shotzi and Tegan. They could be part of it. Um, that might be it. Again, you know, I know I just said they have depth. They don't have the tiers of talents that you need because the, the SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series match is five on five. So you've got Liv, you've got Bianca, you've got Rhea. So do you do Shotzi and Tegan as a team? Do you throw Tony in there? Does Tony need to get drafted? Because, you know, again, right now, according to Wikipedia, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There are fourteen female talents on SmackDown. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There are thirteen talents on Raw. Now Asuka's out and Lacey Evans is out because she had her baby. Um, or she's having a baby. And then you've got Bailey out. So it's about the same. But again, do you put Alexa on there? I think you do. I think Alexa's gotta be part. Maybe Nikki. Anyways, I don't have to figure that out quite yet. Um, so, what do we have? Naomi goes to Raw. Rhea goes to SmackDown. Hmm. Do I want to do Charlotte versus Shayna at the Rumble? And then, how do we fit Naomi in? That's Again, those are the questions that you've got to ask yourself here is... Or do you do Becky versus Naomi and you keep Naomi on SmackDown? Does she need to be on there? Maybe not. I want Naomi to have a featured part, but I want Shane to have a featured part. And I have, if we skip to October here, I've got enough matches where you could do it. Like, I could have Naomi be the post-Rumble. Like, Charlotte could be wrestling Naomi. And again, Bianca's there which would be interesting because then it would set up a Bianca Naomi, you know, that's actually interesting. So at the elimination chamber, let's do Charlotte versus Naomi. Maybe you pair up Bianca and Naomi. Once Bianca shows up, the two of them kind of align for a bit, but then you have the, if Naomi wins, then you're going to be wrestling Bianca. And then, you know, again, there's no turn or anything, but you have that storyline. Like Charlotte can play that against each other. So can you really count on this person if all she wants to do is take the title from you as soon as you win it? There's, there's a story there. I like that. All right. So let's see. What else do I need to put in? What I put in for the men. There's the draft, Clash of Champions, but that's because I think Roman versus Lesnar is still happening. I don't really have to worry about Saudi Arabia when talking about the women. 
chamber match. I kind of have all the pieces in place that I had before. So, Charlotte and Becky are champions. Um, Becky's going to be feuding with Bianca <clears throat> through probably October, I would think. Charlotte's doing, I don't know, whatever it is Charlotte's doing right now, Rhea Ripley. I wasn't even paying attention. Um, then Rhea gets drafted. Naomi gets drafted. Survivor Series, you've got Becky versus Charlotte, champion versus champion. You've got a Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, which looks a little different because of the draft. Then you've got TLC and this weird pay-per-view, uh, WWE Day 1. I need an opponent for Becky for the Rumble. That's got to be Rhea, right? I think so. Becky versus Rhea. Bianca's in the Rumble. Because, again, you can make Rhea Ripley a star by having her, again, almost beat and or maybe she does win. So again, you could have Rhea. Let's talk about momentum for a minute. You want Liv Morgan to beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That's a huge deal. Is it just as huge of a deal that she wins at WrestleMania if four months earlier Becky's already lost to Rhea Ripley? At what point? Does the momentum go away is my question. You know, Becky shows up at SummerSlam, beats Bianca in five seconds. Irritating a whole lot of people. She's already turned heel, so that's okay. But there are still some people who are sour on Becky Lynch now because of how that happened. So now she's going to wrestle Bianca and probably win, I would think. Maybe she'll lose, but in my storyline, she beats Bianca. Then she wrestles Charlotte, which, again, people will be irritated with because they they're tired of Charlotte and, you know, some of them are still mad at Becky. Now if we enter into a program of Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley and Rhea wins, I think you can do it. I think I'm going to say, hmm, how long do I want Rhea to be champion? Probably not long. So maybe at... Day one, this weird pay-per-view happening on January 1st, Becky takes on Rhea and loses. And Rhea becomes champion. She's champion for a few weeks, but then at the Rumble, they have a rematch, and Becky regains her title. And since she's a heel, she can cheat. She can get help or whatever it is. So then that sets up that. Liv wins the chamber match. Obviously, Rhea's in there. Probably the odds-on favorite. She, that's her story. I'm going to win the chamber so that I can get my belt back that, Rhea, that Becky stole from me, except it doesn't happen. Then Liv wins, and we got it there. All right. I think that makes sense. I think we can go there. All right there, friends. Um, again, you know, I don't have all the pieces in place yet. And I kind of like that. I kind of, If I had all the pieces in place, I'd be setting up everything. And, you know, these are our big matches. We've got our four major title matches. Uh, WrestleMania's, I already think they already said it's going to be two nights. Not sure on that, but I think they said it's going to be two nights. It should be two nights. 
Um, Brock versus Kevin Owens, Biggie versus Roman Reigns, Bianca Blair versus Charlotte, Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch. Those are four great matches. You've got um, you've got your indie darling and in Kevin Owens that everyone wants to see, the guy we've been cheering for for a while, the everyman, the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the 2020s, call him what you will. You've got him in a featured match versus Goro versus Shao Kahn. You've got Big E, the favorite, this goofy guy who we've worked a story out where he's not going to be goofy. Um going up against your tribal chief who's held the title for some ridiculous amount of time. You've got Bianca Belair, heir apparent to the Four Horsewoman, taking on her second Four Horsewoman in as many WrestleManias. And then you've got Liv Morgan, again, internet favorite. Everyone wants her to do well, overcoming all the odds, winning the chamber, and then finally getting her title, beating Becky Lynch. That's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. But it comes at a cost. And let me tell you what that cost is. We talked earlier about titles, no titles. The nice thing about titles is the storylines are fairly easy to write because we've been writing uh, championship storylines for over 100 years. Frank Gotch and George Hackenschmidt wanted a title, so they wrestled for it in 1905. Um... Now we enter the world of mid-card titles and matches that need to be built around stories, not titles. Which makes things difficult to book because there's now so many other variables and you don't have the Royal Rumble as a way to easily that the Royal Rumble is a great story device that helps the championship stories. That's not there anymore. My training wheels are off essentially. So now how do I take all the other talents and put matches together? I have some ideas, but one of them, I'll be totally honest, is Damian Priest versus Drew McIntyre. And that's already probably going to happen at Extreme Rules. So I'm going to have to figure it out. Uh, and that'll be, uh, thankfully for me, a problem for another day. So my name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. I, I always love feedback. Uh, let me know you're listening. Let me know you're out there. Let me know you're enjoying or you hate everything I do fantasy booking-wise and you want me to go back to the randomness, um, just stick to my tournaments. But I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.